I'm Arlene Bynum. Welcome back. And things are changing, and they do almost every moment. We just heard, how ironic was that, our, our guest that we just interviewed from Peru, who's stranded there, and the minister responsible for bringing him home is in self-isolation. He's not feeling well, Minister Champagne. And a man. And we just heard in the news there, a man in his 50s has died in Ontario. It's Ontario's second death related to COVID-19. He was a patient at Oakville Trafalgar Memorial Hospital. And we are joined by Dr. Duncan Rosario, who is the chief of surgery at Oakville Trafalgar Memorial Hospital. Dr. Rosario, thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you very much, Arlene. Now, we have another death to report. It's at your hospital. What do you know about the circumstances? Well, actually, I, I don't know much more than what you've reported. Um, I know that Halton Region will be having a, a press conference uh, shortly to discuss details about it. But uh, essentially what you know uh, and what you've reported is the news that we and the staff at the hospital have heard as well. I'm wondering, you know, as we await more details, we know it was a man in his 50s. I'm just wondering if you could take us inside the hospital. You know, we've been focusing so much on COVID-19, but we all know people who are awaiting other kinds of surgery. And, you know, they're not all bunions, as you know. There's a lot of people who are awaiting cancer surgery. What's happening to other patients? So uh, certainly at our facility uh, in Oakville, and I know at... uh, um, multiple other hospitals in Ontario, uh, the priority is ensuring that the residents get the care that they need at the right time. So while elective procedures, meaning procedures that can wait, will be deferred, urgent care, cancer surgery, uh, anything that needs to be done uh, in a very short period of time will be prioritized and will be completed. So if somebody's awaiting cancer surgery, if they know that they're due to have it in in several days, are you saying that those things are not being postponed? I think we're all kind of unclear on what elective means. So so we divide uh, surgery into urgent cancer versus elective. So for instance, if someone comes into the emergency department with appendicitis or an inflamed gallbladder, they need surgery within 24 to 48 hours. And that, of course, gets completed. Uh, cancer surgery as well, whether it's for breast cancer or colon cancer, needs to be completed in a, in a timely fashion. And the resources to complete uh, those procedures are being maintained. So the day might shift back or forward a day or two just for scheduling reasons. But urgent care, cancer surgery will be done in the standard expeditious fashion uh, as, as, as we would expect in Ontario. Dr. Rosette, go, oh, go ahead. When we, when we use the term elective, elective means uh, the patient has decided to proceed with an operation that could be described as optional or, or, or uh, uh, discretionary. So, and that would include things like hernia repair, uh, joint replacement, uh, so procedures for which waiting a few weeks or often a few months will not cause any disability or uh, or uh, impairment to uh, quality of life. So unfortunately, purely elective surgery uh, will need to be deferred uh, at this point, but urgent care and cancer surgery will be done. 
You know, we're also hearing reports of shortage of things that you need at a hospital, like masks and in some cases ventilators. How does that perhaps impact on surgery? And even though that you've kind of put our put our feelings at ease saying these things are going to go ahead, is there a shortage of equipment? At this point, definitely not. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I heard your, your newscast uh, where you commented on the concept of flattening the curve. And that's really the, the key issue to allowing us in Ontario to provide health care as needed. If the incidence of cases and the incidence of complications associated with infection are at manageable levels, the healthcare system can handle it. If, uh, if the capacity goes up or, or, or the need goes up five or tenfold, that's where we potentially may see issues with access to intensive care unit beds or, or equipment. And, and that, of course, is why the, there's a very strong focus on uh, physical isolation, slowing down the spread of this infection so that the capacity of the healthcare system to deal with complicated cases can be maintained. Dr. Rosario, when you become a surgeon, you know that people's lives are on the line and you are in the front line, so you're used to it and you're trained. This is something we haven't faced before. We faced it to some degree at SARS, but this has even more far-reaching implications. Look at what's happening around the world. It's not in select cities. It's here, and we're seeing cases go up in the United States. We're seeing cases go up here in Canada. What's it done to your life as a surgeon? Well, I have to admit it certainly has added a certain degree of stress uh, to all of us. And as you know, I'm just one member of a team. We have a fabulous group of nursing staff, uh, uh, fabulous colleagues in anesthesia. We have great administrators and uh, a career in healthcare is a calling. You know, you, you go into healthcare because you love looking after people, you love addressing uh, individuals' health, and we understand the importance of living life to one's fullest potential. And that means uh, addressing cancer, hernias, uh, osteoarthritis, fixing the things that we fix in modern healthcare. And that's why we're in it. And you're right, it is challenging. And I was around during SARS. I remember the challenges associated with that. This is unfortunately very different. But we have a we have a tremendous capacity, I believe, in Canada. And that capacity is compassion. We care for each other. We share. We look after each other. We have a tremendous sense of community. And I am convinced, and this is what my wife told me the other day, mm-hmm. stop worrying. We will all... Uh past this. Oh, and that's what we need some time. I want to ask you one more question. Is, you know, one of the jolts that has happened to all of us has been the reliance that we had on technology. We kind of thought we were inoculated in this modern world from all these things, and we are reminded, and you being a surgeon would know it. You see what Mother Nature has to fight off or has in store for us. But is technology easing the burden of tackling this virus battle here. You know, technology in the hospital must be at least opening some doors to solving this problem. I would say absolutely yes. If you look at uh, what the Ministry of Health in cooperation with the Ontario Medical Association introduced last week, which was a widespread uh, unleashing of virtual care, um, that 
is really one of the best uses of technology. So uh, physicians in Ontario are, have been told use telephone consultations with patients, use video interaction platforms for virtual care, and this change was implemented in a matter of days. So you have a great example where encrypted email and messaging and telephone calls and modern technology is really being used to provide care in a very compassionate way uh, and addressing the issues of person-to-person contact. So yes, respect Mother Nature, but I think it's also important to use the technology we have and use it with compassion, use it in the right way. And I think we're seeing some great examples of that in Ontario, thanks to the Ministry of Health and the Ontario Medical Association. Dr. Duncan Rosario, thank you for your time. We really appreciate it, getting the message out, and really on behalf of all people in Toronto, Ontario, and with the sound of our voices, thank you. You are the champions, and we know it. Thank you kindly. You are most welcome, and thank you very much for for getting the accurate information and the right information out there and and showing uh, the community that the most important thing is to continue caring for each other.